Hello ladies and gentlemen and welcome back to Let's Go On An Adventure. We are on episode 13 my friends so here we are after almost three months or over three months of uh, doing this. We're on episode 13 for our book podcast and I'd like to say welcome to our newest downloaders from Italy. Welcome to our fun little podcast where we talk about books and do book reviews so you don't have to. No one likes to waste their money on a book that ends up being absolutely terrible. So I do the reviews for you so you can see if it's worth your next adventure. Today we're talking about a series that I'm still kind of in the middle of. I've, I've had a lot of stuff going on. I've been doing a lot of events for my job um, and I might have to be on hiatus next week. We'll see. Um, on whether or not I'm going to be able to get a new podcast out, but I'm going to do my best. I'm going to try. I really am. But this podcast today is going to be a YA book. It's considered a romance fiction, uh, dystopian, high fantasy. That's, that's what it's labeled as called the red queen by Victoria Aviard. Now this book has been on book talk, but I don't think people actually truly understand this book in its entirety now there is a little bit of romance there's really not a lot it's very like i said it's ya so it's very very subtle very small um romance definitely fiction and in a sense dystopian in the aspect of um a world kind of clashing and becoming reborn if you will definitely high fantasy the concept of the Red Queen series is that there's two types of people. There are silvers and there's reds. Silvers are those who have silver blood and have these extra abilities that make them far stronger and make them feel like they're superior to other people, such as the reds. The reds being normal, red-blooded human beings. That's all. They don't have powers. They're just like you and me. And because of this, there's been wars and everything like that. And Reds have essentially become slaves or servants or whatever you want to call them to the Silvers. There is a hierarchy within the Silvers themselves and the Reds are nothing more than animals to them. They have the Reds fight their battles for them. They will save their own men and throw the Reds out there. Think of it as like if you're playing a game of chess, you can discard your pawns relatively easy as long as you keep your back line safe, your queen, your king, your bishops, the ones that have more ability, whereas the bishop or the pawns can only move in a certain way. This is how the silvers saw the reds. Now there's this one girl, her name is Mare, who she's 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 pretty rascally. By that I mean she she's a pickpocket. She does what she has to do to survive and keep her family surviving. And she has three brothers and a younger sister. All three brothers have gone to this so-called war on behalf of the Silvers. And at one point they even get a letter back saying that one of her brothers, Shade, has died in the war. Crushing them all, of course. Now, Mare's fate changes completely uh, when she unexpectedly runs into one of the princes and generals of the silvers now named cal now he's a rather nice guy for the most part her reactions to silvers are very pious very high and mighty and cal was not that he was a prince yes but he actually gave her essentially a job 
within the palace so that way she could take care of her family. And that's just where the twist begins. Mare finds out, Mare, red blood, that she has the ability to control lightning and electricity. That shouldn't happen for reds at all. That's a silver power, silver ability only. And yet this lowly red has this power. Now, they try to cover it up because, you know, we can't have that kind of stuff and everything. And chaos ensues. She has to pretend to be this lost princess or countess or whatever of a high family and is engaged to the younger prince, Maven. Now, Maven isn't too cool with this, but they actually build a friendship and, you know, a kindness towards each other. In the midst of all this, there is a rebellion brewing, the Red Guard. And they approach Mare when she least expects it. And she decides to join them because their whole concept is they want to take down the Silvers. They want to make sure that everyone is essentially on equal ground. There's no one higher than the other, essentially. Which is kind of cool. I mean, that's, that's what we want to see even in real world, right? That's their plan. They bring Marion on their plan and she gives them information on the inside of the palace. Well, Maven wants in. Maven thinks it's ridiculous that, you know, Reds are enslaved, that all this can be happening. And he wants a change. He feels like th there should be a change. Little do they know that Maven is not actually on their side and ends up betraying them to their mother, the queen. And it destroys them. Cha like I said, chaos ensues. People die. However... Mare's brother Shade come to find out he's actually alive and he too has a silver power. He basically has increasing speed, like an amazing amount of speed. He calls it jumping where he can basically go from one place to another relatively fast. It's, it's super speed. That's literally what it is. And it's pretty fascinating to see them connect and everything again. So <clears throat> at the end of the first book it's kind of reminds me of the Hunger Games. There's, it's not a happy ending. Instead, they've started their own version of a war, another type of war than the ones that have already been going on, where it's the Reds literally fighting back their quote-unquote superiors, the Silvers. Now, when the end ensues and there is actually a fight in the palace, uh, Cal ends up watching Maven kill his father. And blames it on Cal, saying that he is the traitorous prince, um, and he runs with Mare. When the Red Guard comes, they disperse, they run away, essentially, to fight another day. Cal, by the way, also has an amazing silver power of fire and flame. He can melt just about anything in his path. He's a very powerful silver, and he does have affection towards Mare, and there's, there's chemistry between the two of them. However, Mare has affection also for Maven, and this betrayal does truly crush her. Crushes Cal, too, because that was his brother. Now, there's more details, obviously, in the story, but I can't tell you all of that. If I tell you all of that, you can't read the book. I just spoil the whole thing. Now, this series is essentially a quartet. It's four books. There's The Red Queen, which... This whole series started in 2015, so it's about seven years old. It's The first one is about 388 pages, and they just go up from there. The Glass Sword being book two at 440 pages. King's Cage, book three, 
528 pages and book four being war storm at 662 pages now i will be honest i'm only on book two i'm about halfway through i don't have book three or four so i'm gonna probably end up going out and buying those relatively soon don't tell my boyfriend <laughs> now there is another book and it's called broken throne and it's a collection of short stories essentially uh from the red queen series so like little mini novellas i guess you could say different things that were happening throughout the series that are behind the scenes that we don't see on top of that there are two novellas that are go i think one is like a prequel and the other one is a character story which i love it absolutely love it when authors do that i really think stephanie meyer should be doing it with the twilight series but I digress. Now, what I mean by that is the novellas is called The Cruel Crown and Steel Scars. The Cruel Crown is a prequel about the silver lineage from my understanding. I didn't even know these existed until I went on uh, Victoria Avangard's page and actually found out. So now I got to look for those. I have never actually seen them in Barnes and Noble. So those might be a special order type of novellas for me. Steel Scars from my red is actually about one of the captains of the Red Guard um, named Farley. Well, Diane Farley. And she's a good captain from what I've seen. She is good at giving orders, not the best at following orders, but that's not necessarily a bad thing. And she very much loves her people, respects her soldiers and will do anything for them including sacrifice herself to make sure that they can run free now from where i'm at in my book finding out that the commander is actually her father needs disappointed in the fact that she has lost soldiers she he gave her like 100 soldiers and only 26 came back that no means was her fault um the silvers had more weaponry than they were expecting or had knowledge of and it came and bit them in the rear end but she is she's a good commander she's a good captain and i'm curious to see or read that novella and see her start and how things go now victoria avignard she does have a few other books i do have the first one of her uh of this series it's called realm breaker and the second book which i believe came out last month called blade breaker don't know what they're about yet <laughs> i got the first one a while ago and i haven't even started it yet you know, with my ever-growing to-be-read list. But we're not talking about that. She does have a BFA in writing for film and television, so uh, she does have experience in writing and a degree in writing. The television part, I haven't seen anything uh, that she has promoted or written stage-wise or for TV or for movies, but hey, maybe these books will be made into a movie. Hopefully a good movie. Hopefully not not done really really bad <laughs> now the red queen series i will say i'm kind of impressed because all five of the collection so all four of the quartet books the main books and then the collection all came out it looks like a year from each other so each book one year to write which is really impressive from authors um it's it's hard to write a book it really is because you've got to write it out and then you've got to break it back down make sure it's polished the way you want it and then 
go from there and it, it takes a lot. I've been trying to write a book and it has taken me almost three years and I'm not even close to finished. So granted, I do work a lot, but I don't know her schedule. I'm Maybe I'm just too ADHD to write a book. I don't know. But this series is pretty good. Um, like I said, it is a YA series, so it is meant for a younger crowd. But the concept is interesting to me. They did list it as somewhat sci-fi, where I can see that. I can see that. It's not in space. Um, it, it, it's the dystopian part that I think is more sci-fi. And the idea of having split bloods. Now, Mare and her brother Shade, they have some special abilities. And there are more that they're trying to find that have these abilities. And it's essentially mutated blood. My theory is it goes down to bloodline. Maybe there was a grandfather father or grandmother who was a silver that they didn't know about um, and then passed on some of their lineage. I don't know, but that's my theory because that's what makes sense. It could also just be like the idea of genetics changing um, as you get older, you know, different things change and everything like that. Or um, what is it? Um, evolution, essentially. They evolved through, you know, the different decades, through the different generations and such. Which, again, also does make sense for the option of a sci-fi label for it. Um, these were interesting, or these are interesting. Like I said, I'm still reading it. There's definitely that sense of betrayal, and it does hit you like... <laughs> it hits you hard. Because you do fall in love with these characters, and... Maven, I feel like, doesn't want to actually be a bad guy. And this is just from reading book one and partially through book two. I feel like Maven isn't going to be the true villain in the end. I hope I'm right, because he seemed like such a good kid. And I hate seeing good kids go down the path of evil. Um, I want to say that I know who the villain is going to be, but I'm not sure. And I don't want to jinx it because I really don't want this person to be the villain either. But we shall see. Um, I want to see how this plays out. I really do. Which is why I'm continuously reading book two. And we'll probably get book three and book four. Again, don't tell my boyfriend. <laughs> um, just to see where... I'm, I'm, I am. I'm truly curious on how this is going to turn out. Um... I'm hoping they find the rest of the new bloods because I know Maven also has the list, a little bit of a spoiler, of new bloods that they have, which means they could already be dead. They could be, be hunting down. And I don't want that. I want them to find these people. I want there to be more. There needs to be more substance. So the only negative I could say about this series is... In a way, the idea of having, you know, two different types of people is kind of overdone. There's different ways of having two different types of people, don't get me wrong. Um, but it, it always seems like it has to do with blood or it has to do with looks or whatever. Um, there's these people, there are those people. Um, in the Poppy Wars, there was the Spearleys versus like regular people. And they were more savage and everything like that. It's, it always comes down that there's always differences between the peoples, and I feel like that is getting overplayed a little bit, but at the same time, I do understand. I really do. The fact that there's a little bit of difference in each one is, is good. Um, I have another series that I'm going to be doing a podcast 
for called Frostfire. And it's the same thing. It's There's two different types of bloodlines and as well as regular people and they're constantly at war with each other and it seems to be a constant play you know but I think at the same time it's a little bit of that realism that we put into our books without realizing it because we do have wars because of people being different here in the real world and it's something that we know and so we put it on paper as something a little bit different so it doesn't seem the same but can't be helped we, we write what we know correct correct all in all, though, so far, it's a really good series, and I would definitely recommend um, giving it a shot if you're into YA books and dystopian, you know, everything. If you're looking for something with high romance, this is not it. It, it doesn't have high romance. Um, I would go more towards NA books for that. Um, or if you're going to do things like the Marked series where there's that obvious romance in that. And I will be doing a series on that one because the Marked series is not terrible. It's really not. Long series. <laughs> it's a very long series. But it's not terrible. It's not bad. It's a cute one. That'll be it today, guys. I know this one is rather short and I apologize. Um, like I said, I'm doing a lot of events this month and I'm actually going to be leaving town uh, in a couple of days to be doing about a week-long event. So I just wanted to make sure this got done. So it would be out on Sunday. I'm going to try to get another podcast out before or by next Sunday. But if I don't, just know that it is coming. I've just been really busy with these events and such. And worst case scenario, I'll be putting two out at a time. So I hope you guys have a wonderful day. And I hope this book series brings you on to your next adventure. Bye, guys. 